Hey Peaches, welcome to the 20 Fun Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Beth, and I founded the 20 Fun Podcast to start a conversation. Your 20s are one of the most important and pivotal years of your life. Each week, I bring on a guest to chat about a problem or struggle we go through in our 20s. Whether it's advice, how-to, or just a conversation about how I'm feeling, each episode will leave you entertained and informed. 20 Fun is a place you can admit your struggles and be accepted into a community of 20-somethings figuring out life with you. Keep on listening and keep it 20 Fun. Hey, hey, peaches. Welcome back to the podcast. Lauren Armstrong, human design expert, has joined me to talk about human design. Now, I'm going to go ahead and say this is something completely brand new to me. If you have if you're listening to this episode and you don't know what human design is, me neither. And we're about to learn together, which I think is so exciting. Normally, I was telling Lauren before we jumped on here, I write an outline of how the episode, you know, is kind of going to flow, and this time I was like, "Lauren, I want to be an empty slate. Like I just want you to do your thing and tell me all about human design." So, we're going to have a little intro course today, but Lauren, first, we have to welcome you. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me, Laura Beth. I'm excited to be here and share human design with oh, the new the new peeps. I love introducing human design to brand new people to it. Um, I love watching people's minds get blown. So hopefully I'm listening to your minds get blown. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You're listening to the podcast. Before we get into all that, tell us just like a little bit about you and what you do. Yes. So I am Lauren Armstrong. Like Laura Beth said, I am a human design for business guide. And so what that really looks like and what that means is I help entrepreneurs create magnetic offers based on their unique energetic makeup so they can attract their soulmate clients. And so if you're listening to this and you're like, well, I'm not an entrepreneur, like skip. Okay. Pause hold. (laughs) This relates to people, even if you're not in business, it just happens to be my jam and what I really love talking about human design with, but it's applicable to all things. Um, So a little bit about me. I graduated college. I went to Michigan State, go Spartans. Um, And I went into the oil and gas industry and I was making six figures. I had a pension. I had a 401k and I would like did the thing that everyone kind of expected you to do after you graduate, right? Like you graduate and you get a, like a good quote unquote stable quote unquote job. Mm -hmm. Um, but it like every ounce of my being was like, this is not what you're meant to be doing in the world. Like, this is not meant for you. This is not your path. Like this is not, this isn't what you're here on earth to do. Um, and so I left that job after five years, um, and started an online coaching business. Um, that's where my true passion was business coaching, life coaching. Like I love like basically telling other people what to do and getting paid for it. Like that sounded like the ideal sort of situation and actually making an impact in people's lives because I was making the money in corporate, but I wasn't feeling like fulfilled. Mm. Um, so that's like, that was my true kind of mission or desire. Um, and so then when I started my business, I wasn't really making any money in my business or making an impact because I wasn't attracting people to me. And I was just kind of like talking about all the same things that everyone else was talking about. And so mm-hmm. then I found human design and I'm someone who is obsessed with self-assessments. Like I've taken all of them, like Enneagram, DISC, Myers-Briggs, how to fascinate, like mm-hmm. you name a self-assessment tool and I've taken it. Um, and I pulled my human design chart. I found somebody talking about it on Instagram. I pulled my chart and it literally looks like when you put in your information, 
kind of like a preschool homework assignment. If there's like a person with an outline with shapes and colors and you're like, oh, this is fun. But then also like a very complicated medical chart at the same time, you're like, what am I actually looking at? Um, so once I dove deeper into that and figured out what type I was and what is my strategy based on my unique energetic makeup, then I really like became obsessed with it and went down the rabbit hole. And I started applying that to my business and found massive shifts. Like spots, like coaching spots I was struggling to sell before I found human design, like for months, I sold out all my spots in a weekend when I was applying my human design principles. Wow. Yeah. So it's an incredible tool. It's a little woo. So I love to say that like I, this is the bridge between woo, like energy and practical business strategy is like okay. a beautiful I love I love that you said that because I feel like there's a lot of woo out there in the world right now and sometimes mm -hmm. I know for me it's a little hard to get there and grasp I know I'm not typically a woo person but I'm open to it like I'm interested in how all of that works anyway I cannot wait your woo to pick curious. your brain yes thank you there that was a good way to put it um I am I, I cannot wait to get into all of that with you but first Let's start with you. What is your crappy this week? Ooh, crappy. Um, well, I live in the state of California, and yesterday everything got closed down again during the time of COVID. Um, and so I'm just feeling really sorry for my small business owner friends that had to close mm. their doors after getting to reopen um, for a short period of time. But I know it's in the grand scheme of things like good for public safety and health. So, yeah. There's a good and a bad, but yeah, I get it. I get it. It's, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine being a small business owner right now, especially if you have a brick and mortar business. Mm -hmm. I mean, that has to be rough. That is a crappy, especially when you know someone who's, who's going through that. That's rough. Yeah. Um, my crappy is that I am, I'm, I'm not in the process of moving. One of my roommates mm -hmm. is in the process of moving out. And so we are not going to have Wi-Fi starting tomorrow. Oh gosh. <laughs> so that's a little unfortunate. That's my crappy. We're going to, there's literally like the smallest turnaround time from when we don't have Wi Fi to when like our new Wi Fi is getting installed, right? So I work a lot and have to have Wi Fi. And then one of our other roommates is doing like summer classes. So he has to have Wi Fi to like attend his classes. So there's like the smallest turnaround time. Is it going to suck for like a few days? Yes. That is my crappy. And if that's the worst thing that's my crappy, honestly, I'm doing pretty good. But Lauren, what is your happy this week? My happy, um, I am engaged to the love of my life. And congratulations. Thank you. Well, that wasn't even my happy, but that, I mean, that is a happy. Um, I said <laughs> yes to the dress this past week. So that is very exciting. That is awesome. Congratulations. Thank you very did much. you have like the magical moment that we all see mm -hmm. on Say Yes to the Dress? I did. I did. And what's really cool is I didn't know this, but apparently all dress shops now say that because of say yes to the dress so like even though you don't go to Kleinfeld they like, said this they do you say, say yes to this dress like are you saying yes to the dress and I got to say yes it was so much fun <laughs> I love that no that's yeah. so cute yeah it was a good time so that's that awesome. was definitely my happy um and I snuck it in right before everything got reclosed down so good like you. so happy about it 
Yeah. yeah. Well, congratulations. That's awesome. My happy is that um, I think I've mentioned on the podcast before that Alan bought a house. And it's currently Alan's my boyfriend, Lauren, if you did not know. I got you. I got you. And yeah. And he, <laughs> he bought a house and it's being built. And the cabinets were finally installed. And we went and looked at it the other day. And they look so good. And I almost cried because they look so good. And that's my happy this week, y'all. I was just super pumped about cabinets. That's amazing. Yeah. It's been a long time coming. The cows, like, when the cabinets come in, like, that's when we know we're so close to it being done. And they finally came in. And I'm just super excited. I need to post pictures of it. I haven't posted anything. But it's pulling yeah. it all together. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, moving on to song of the week, Lauren, what is a song or podcast you've been loving this week? Um, I'm going to do a song in general that I love all of the time. Um, I'm totally going to blank on who sings it. It's called Vacation. But, oh, by the Dirty Heads. And Ooh. it's basically like I'm on vacation every single day because I love my occupation. Hey, hey, Ooh. hey. It's a great jam. It's my intro song whenever I speak at events because I'm like, <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great one. Got I'm great gonna look it up. That's yeah. cool. That's What's so yours? cool. So I'm actually gonna be a little different this week, and I'm gonna do a podcast. Um, my podcast, not my podcast, but a podcast I've really been listening to is Jasmine Star. Awesome. Do you know who that is? Yeah. Okay, I just found her, like oh, just like found her this <laughs> week, and my eyes like were so big I was like who is this person like I love her she talks about business and Instagram those are like my two favorite things so I've literally been binging all of her episodes and all of her Instagrams and all of her IG lives if you guys are interested in business at all or even like Instagram how to take good pictures she's a photographer look up the Jasmine Star show she's just also so cute she's great Her little personality is just so cute. I say it like she's younger than me. She's definitely older than me. But still, you know, like she's just such a cute person. So that's my song of the week this week. I love it. All right, Lauren. Now it is time to dive into human design. So I just want to start with the broad question. What is human design? Is it like a personality test? Is it similar to the Enneagram? What is it? Let's let's get into it. Yes. So human design is a combination between ancient systems and modern science. So it's a combination between the Chinese I Ching, the chakra system, the Kabbalah tree of life, astrology, quantum physics, genetics, and biochemistry. So it's how we are energetically wired to interact with the world around us. And it is based on our time of birth. Ooh. Yeah. I was about to say, where do we get all this information from? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, y'all, I'm taking out a notepad, getting a blank sheet to write notes and questions. So, yes. Because I talk fast and quickly. So, or fast no, and go for are the same thing, fast and a lot. Um, so, like, raise your hand if you need me to, like, hold for a second. But So essentially what human design is and how it's a little bit different than most self-assessments. So self-assessments are basically here. You answer a series of questions based on what you logically believe, you know, about yourself, like what your conscious mind believes the answers to the questions are that someone is asking you. So as we know, in brain science, 96-ish percent of our reality is formed by our unconscious or our subconscious mind, right? That means only 4% of our brains are taking those self-assessment tests. Oh, wow. So wait, subconscious is like when, this might be a dumb question, but like where you get your dreams from. Yes. Subconscious and unconscious. It's like 
everything that your beliefs that rule your reality that were formed before the age of seven, before your critical okay. faculty came in and said, okay, we're safe, we're alive, nothing new can come into this subconscious, and we're going to run programs and patterns based on what you believe to be true. So for example, you believe money is hard to make, we're going to give you that reality over and over and over again in your conscious mind. Mm. And then consciously, you're like, why can't I make any money? <laughs> it's because you have a subconscious belief that money is hard to make. Gotcha. Okay. I, I'm, I'm following. Okay. I'm following. We're Keep following. On. We're following. Yes. Cool. So if we go from there and we look at personality tests, when you're taking a personality test, you're taking it with your conscious mind, right? You're th- taking it based on what you believe about yourself that you've got programmed beneath in that subconscious level that you, those beliefs that you've got up until the age of seven. Mm-hmm. So what human design is, it says, okay, based on your time of birth, who are you here to become? It doesn't care what happened you know, what conditioning you've taken in, what belief systems that you've kind of lived into. It's like, all right, energetically, how are you here to interact with the world around you? And what do you do best? What are your strengths? What are your fears? What are your potential shadows? Who are you here to become and how do you do that? So you learn all of that by birth time. Pulling a chart. Yep. Oh, okay. (laughs) Which is done using your birth time. Okay, so it, it, astrology is a similar, like where you say like rising sun and moon. Mm-hmm. That's that part because you said it's made up of astrology. That's fascinating. Yeah. So, okay, keep going. Oh, okay, great. So, yeah, so it's a combination of those ancient systems and modern science. So astrology is one of the things that plays into um, human design. So, like, if you love, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with personality assessments. Again, I'm obsessed with them. I take all of them, right? Like Enneagram, I'm a three. I'm an achiever. I'm okay. a three. Yeah, I know you're a three. I can tell <laughs> the threes know each other. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's easy um, to spot. Yeah, <laughs> but right. So you know that about yourself. Okay, great. And then what else? Like, and what? How can you leverage or lean into your strengths? Because I just feel like there's so much of our society that's basically saying like, fix, quote unquote, fix what's wrong to become like a better version of yourself. What Human Design says is, here's who you're here to be. How can you lean more in and become more yourself? And that is becoming the best version of yourself. Instead of trying to become someone else, fixing the gaps, going outside of yourself and being like, what's wrong? How, how can I be better? It's like, no, how can I be more me? How can I eliminate this conditioning and eliminate this programming that is telling me that I'm not enough daily and say, I am enough and lean into that. Mm. Okay. When you read someone's chart, are we all like in categories? You know how personality tests put people in categories. Are we all in categories or is everybody their own self? How does that work? You are in a category and you're your own self. So I will dive into that because I think that would be a super fun place to start. Okay. Um, so there's over 2 billion configurations of human design. Yeah. So it's not like you're one of five things and that's it. And that's like your bucket and that's where you stand. It's like there's over 2 billion configurations, but at the highest level, those buckets are five human design types. Okay. I will absolutely go over each of them. Um, But first what I want to do a little bit more on like for the fact finders out there that are like, wait, okay, but like what is human design? So it tells us how we're designed to interact with the world around us. It's basically our energetic blueprint. It's our energy works naturally, and it's a map of how to best use our our energy. It's an experiment, meaning there's no one right way to do it. Mm. You get to play with it. See what works for you. Follow your strategy. Follow your type. Follow your authority. I'll tell you what all of those words mean in a minute. What it is not, it is not a belief system. 
It is not a psychic reading. It's not um, something that's going to be like, oh, you'd be a better teacher. Like, it's not going to tell you like the type of thing that you should go do, like specifically the words for it. It's going to say where your strengths lie. And if you lean into those, what kind of things would you do if you had your druthers and could do all the things that you were good at. Um, and the one thing that I love to tell people is that it is not a disempowering box that we put ourselves in. Because mm. what I see with a lot of typing culture is I'm this type, so I can't. No, it's mm. I'm this type, so I get to and I experience and let me like work with you and explain to you how I can best thrive instead of telling you all the reasons why this is a bad thing. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes, completely. Wow. So, okay. So let's, let's dive into the energy. What do you, can you specify what you mean by energy? And I feel like that's going to be kind of difficult, but when somebody's listening and they say, oh, how, how my energy is supposed to be, what does that even mean? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So for example, um, Enneagram, let's take that for an example, right? That's like a personality test. Like that's how you interact with someone else, like how your personality shines through. This is essentially how your personality shines through. Gotcha. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, the reason I like to say energy instead of personality is because personality is conscious. And this is combining your unconscious and your subconscious traits with your conscious traits. So it's a combination of both of those things. Okay, okay, gotcha. Okay, so let's how you show up to the world. Let's go into the different types. What are the different, you said there's five, right? There's five. Let's dive in. This is going to be so much fun. You're going to totally try and type yourself as I do this. 100%. Love love your guess. I am. Okay. Um, So if you don't already have your chart, I'm just going to preface this and say it before I go into the types, just in case I forget. So if you want to pull your chart, you go to mybodygraph.com, not my website. um, And you put in your name, date, city, state, and time, exact time down to the minute of birth. And in the info section, you're going to see a tab that says like type. And what gonna... website is it? Can you repeat it? Yeah. Mybodygraph.com. Okay. You do have to register with an email, but what's great is they never email you. Okay. And you just get to re-log in so that you can see your chart. You don't have to keep pulling it, which some of the other sites don't save your chart, which is like super annoying. Oh, um, gotcha. Because then you have to remember the exact minute you were born again. You have to like text your mom. and Anyways it's a whole thing. So the five types are the, one of the five words you're going to be seeing in this info tab where it says type is projector, which is about 20% of the population generator or manifesting generator, which those two types consist of about 70% of the population manifestors, which are about 8% of the population and reflectors, which are 1% of the population. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to tell you what each of those means and what the kind of common characteristics are for each of them. Are you ready? Yes, let's go. Let's do it. Okay, so projectors, you are here to be the leaders and the guides and the advisors. You are here to lead other people's energy. And when you're in alignment, meaning like you're on track and you're feeling really good, you're going to feel a deep sense of success. Like everything is working out for you. And when you're off track, you're going to be feeling a sense of bitterness. Like you're just going to be really bitter. And let me just kind of explain this. Projectors are people who see the other very clearly and we're here for the other. So we can't necessarily see ourselves very clearly, but we can see when other people are doing things we're like, oh my gosh, why are you doing that? We obviously know this is a terrible choice for you, but when we do ourselves things ourselves, we're like, I don't know, man. Like, I didn't know that was a bad idea, whatever. Yeah. 
So um, when you're feeling bitter, it's like that feeling of when you're trying to lead someone else, but they didn't ask for your opinion and then they don't follow that. And you're just like, why didn't you do what I told you to do? Well, they didn't really ask you. So <laughs> that's why they're not following you, but it can lead to a sense of bitterness, which, which is the not self theme, which means you mm -hmm. didn't follow your strategy. And so for a projector, your strategy is to wait for the invitation before you lead or guide another person. So instead of walking up to someone and be like, do you know what you could do? You could do this and then you could do this and then you could do this. And this is how you solve your problem. You could just sit there and you can hear what they're saying. And then they say, Hey, do you have any advice or you, what's your suggestion? And then you have energetic space to lead that person because they're willing to follow you. Okay. So if, if I'm a projector and you pull my chart and all this stuff and I find that out, that is the type of information I would get to better understand my energy and how my energy works. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Okay. Oh, exactly. I'm following. I'm on You're the right following. track. Yeah. Okay. And there's, I mean, there's so much more to this, you guys. Like this is the very tip of it. It's like the iceberg when it comes to human design. We're talking about like types and strategies. I'm going through each of the types and each of the strategies. And so yes. I, I'm giving you the on in alignment kind of feeling and the out of alignment feeling. So you can kind of gauge, okay, where am I, what am I feeling in my life? If you're a projector and you just found that out for the first time, ask yourself, am I feeling a deep sense of success or am I feeling really bitter? And that will kind of give you a guidepost. Okay. Where am I waiting for the invitation or where am I just like initiating, pushing, telling other people what to do? And I'm feeling really bitter and burnt out. Mm. Okay. 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 What's the next type? The next type are generators and generators are here they have life force energy. They generate life force energy within them. It's like, you're here to master things and you're here to do work that you love to do in the world. So when you are working on stuff that you love, you like forget to eat, you forget to sleep, you forget to pee, you're super creative. And when you're in alignment, you're feeling a deep sense of satisfaction. And when you're out of alignment, you're feeling really frustrated. Mm. Okay. okay. So gotcha. when you're feeling frustrated, the, the strategy for a generator and a manifesting generator, the same, um, is to wait to respond. And when I say wait to respond, what we're often taught in our culture is like initiate, just do it, like create, push, go out there, like make it happen, right? And so mm -hmm. for a generator, that actually doesn't work very well <laughs> because you end up like pushing and pushing down this path and you get super frustrated when in reality, if you would have just like been lighting yourself up, you would have noticed, hey, there's this other opportunity over here that just came my way and now I get to respond to it versus trying to push and initiate. So it's saying, look at your external reality. What's happening that you can respond to, that, whether that's listening to a podcast and you're like, yeah, and I could do that better. Or if you're like watching a show and you're like, oh my gosh, I should be, be the one interviewed on that TV show. Like whatever is happening externally to you, you then get to respond to it. And that means it's happening like incorrect timing. You're not trying to push something that's not necessarily meant for you at that moment. Um, mm. So that's where frustration comes in when you're push, push, pushing. And satisfaction comes when you wait to respond and you're responding to your external world and what is coming to you as long as you're lighting yourself up. Wow. Okay. I love how okay. deep this is getting. I feel like if you pull your chart, you're really going to get like a very clear perspective of how you work. I feel like it's going to be like the, oh, I feel seen. Like those memes where it's yes. like, I hit too close to home. I do yeah. that all, I feel that all the time with, um, especially with Enneagram 3 stuff. Yeah. So, okay, what is the next 
type? Yeah. So um, the next type that I'll go over is a manifester. So manifestors, again, like I said, are about 8% of the population. So those are just, those are different from the manifest generators. Manifesting generators. Yeah. So I'll go over manifesting generators next because they're a combination of the manifestors and the generators. So I'll just tell you what a manifestor is and then I'll go back and do manifesting generators. Perfect. Sounds good. Yay. Um, so manifestors are forceful and impactful energies. So these are the types of people. And remember, this is only 8% of the population. These are the people who can initiate, who are here to get things started, who are here to pitch, who are here mm. to like get the ball rolling and start things. And when they're on track, they're feeling a deep sense of peace, like everything is working out in their favor. And when they're off track or out of alignment, they're going to feel angry, like so angry and their strategy as a manifester is to inform. And Mm -hmm. so what that means is manifestors are here to get the ball rolling, but they're not here to take things all the way to the finish line. They're here to start it and then pass it along. Like let let me envision the world that I want to see. Let me get the ball rolling and let me give it to generators who'd love to do this work. Or let me give it to manifesting generators who would love to do this work, but they're not here to to take it all the way. So we Mm -hmm. see a lot of manifestors they're angry because they're having to do all of the work and that's not how they're designed. Um, and we're also seeing manifestors that are angry because they're acting like generators waiting to respond when in reality, they're the ones who need to step into their power and initiate. Okay. 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 Gotcha. Okay. Mani- so you're form. Man- <laughs> yes. Manifesting generators. Manifesting generators. You got it, girl. Like These are all new words. Yep. You're in the lingo. You get ready for your human design. Okay. I want to punch punch in real fast. I <laughs> I looked up my crap when you told me while you were talking. Yeah. I know that's so bad. I'm no, a manifesting generator. Yes. Okay. That's what it so says. let's see what hits for you. Okay. Oh god. Did you, did you get your birth time to the exact time? Yes, exact minute. Very very important. And it asks you to put in your birth date backwards. It asks you to put in the European way. So make sure that you did day and then month. Oh, let me go double check. Yeah. See, you want to check that. Um, and this is what I tell people who I work with. I'm like, okay. They're like, I'm this. I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> because before I tell you all about oh, yourself. Yes, I did. I got it right. All right. Perfect. <laughs> yes, so are right. you super multi-passionate? <laughs> yes. Okay. That is like textbook MG. That's a, that's the, um, the little initialism for, for manifesting generators. generators. Okay. Yep. You're an MG. So manifesting generators are here to do deeply satisfying work, just like generators and everything in their body wants to initiate like a manifester. Mm. You want to start things. So, um, MGs get a really bad rap for like starting stuff and then stopping and being like, never mind, I don't want to do that anymore. Oh yeah. Okay. I get yep. it. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Yeah. So, um, that's really like, if you ask a manifesting generator, like, what do you do? And they're like, I need a paragraph in order to like explain to you what it is I do because I weld and I also have a podcast and I have a side business. I also go to college and I like, you know, rescue kittens. Like, I mean, the MG has a paragraph for what they do. And there's so many, they're so interested in so many different things. And they're here to honor that. They're here to Mm -hmm. show us that work doesn't have to look one way and to honor the energy that you have for what you have it 
for and when. So it doesn't have to be like all things at all times. It can be a little bit here and a little bit there. It doesn't have to be in order. Like for a generator, it's a step-by-step process that they're mastering. For a manifesting generator, there's no room for perfection in the beginning of a project. Start at step 82 if you want to and come back to 17 and then move on to 36. Like it doesn't matter the order you do it. Just follow that passion, follow the energy and do what really lights you up and excites you. When you're on track, you're going to be feeling a deep sense of satisfaction, just like those generators. And when you're off track, you're going to be feeling really frustrated. So anything you're trying to push or hustle or initiate is going to get you in this sense of like, oh my God, I'm so frustrated. Why is nothing working for me? I'm seeing Mm. a lot of resonance with you and your face. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Well, just like you said, like where where you touched on, nothing has to be perfect as soon as you start. Mm -hmm. That is crazy that you just said that because I was thinking the other day, you know, like how can I better promote the podcast? And I was like, I'm going to start doing YouTube. I posted probably the, that's not the worst video ever on YouTube, but it is not a well put together video on YouTube by any means. It's literally my Instagram story from a week ago. And I just mapped it out and I was like, you know, this is okay for now. We're just going to get it better. Yes. That yes. so funny that you said that. That's crazy. So what a lot of MGs do, because you're looking at external people, right? Like you're looking at how does, other, how do other people start YouTube channels? And then if you like would have taken a course and like you would have tried to go step-by-step, it would have taken you 15 times as longer, mm-hmm. like as long. You probably would have gotten annoyed or bored with it, like in yeah. that time. And be like, never mind, I don't even want to do a YouTube video in the first place because you 100%. tried to make it perfect. Like there's no room in your energy for that. It's like, yeah, do what feels good. Even when I started the podcast, I, this is crazy that you say this, I thought about having a podcast a long time before I actually had a podcast because I thought that it had to be perfect. And then when my best friend and I finally started 20 Fun, we literally sat down, I was like, we're just going to do it. And we sat down in my parents' condo and just recorded a two minute, four minute episode and just put it up and it's just gotten slowly better from there. But I was like, I'm not waiting anymore. This is dumb. I'm just going to put something up. Yes. And there's something to be said about that for all types. Like there is no such thing as perfection. Just start and make it better. Yeah. But especially for manifesting generators, because you are, we are all so conditioned of like, do it step by step. And for you, it just doesn't work that way. Mm. So, I love that. Okay, cool. Fascinating. This is so fun. Yeah. There's so much more. That's we'll crazy. I could tell you a little bit more. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Um, and then reflectors are the fifth type. And reflectors are here, they're 1% of the population and they take in everything in their energy and their environment and they reflect it back. So Mm. if you really want to truly see yourself, hang out with a projector. If you want to see how a group is doing and you have a, or not a projector, a a reflector. If you want to see how a group is doing, um, like if you're in a group project or if you're in a company or if you're like on a board, you look to the reflector and you see how they're doing. And that's kind of a reflection of how the whole group is doing. They're reflecting mm. or mirroring back their environment. So it's really important for a reflector to be in the correct place um, and to be in communities that they really actually want to be a part of and want them to be a part of that community instead of forcing themselves to be in a community that's not necessarily right for them. And then just not, not necessarily yeah. right. Um, So for them, when they're on track, they're going to feel a deep sense of like surprise and delight. And when they're off track or out of alignment, they're going to be feeling really disappointed. And that's usually like a reflection of the disappointment in the group or in the community in the area that they're in. Okay. Okay. Awesome. So those are the five types. Yes. So if, if you're, you know, wondering, I literally, y'all, the, it takes two seconds to pull Mm -hmm. your chart. I just pull my chart. Do I know how to read it? No. But does it say things? (laughs) It says type. 
and that's spelled out. So you can easily look that up. So what are other ways? Is there like another way, like you mentioned authority, or is that like another bucket we can put ourselves in? Do you want to touch on that? Yeah. So, um, before I move on to authority, which is like the most important part of your chart, in my opinion. So when you first pull your human design, the things that according to human design wisdom are the best places to start experimenting, right? Because it's an experiment. It's not a do this, then do that. It's an experiment. So, you know, right now, for example, that you are an MG, you're a manifesto generator. Mm -hmm. What does that look like? How are you multi-passionate? How are you living into that? Are you Mm -hmm. allowing yourself to be multi-passionate? Are you allowing yourself to walk away from things that are no longer serving you? Or are you shooting all over yourself and making yourself do things because you think that you have to, but it's actually not right for you, right? Like you start thinking through, what does this mean for me? What is this type? And how can I leverage it and live into that, right? Mm-hmm. So that's really around type. And I can go into some examples of people that are different types, if that's interesting. Um, yeah, I think that would be helpful so okay. that we all can kind of get, are you talking about like famous people? Like yes. people everybody knows? Okay. Yeah. That no, would me. Be helpful. I'm a projector. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll do famous people. So for example, like projectors, they have, we're what we call non-energy types. We, ha- we don't have consistent access to energy. So if you're a projector and you're feeling like, oh gosh, I'm like trying to keep up with the rest of the world. I'm always tired. I'm over caffeinating all of this stuff. It's normal. Welcome. You are seen. You are heard. Come talk to me. That was my experience finding out Mm -hmm. I was a projector. Um, But some famous projectors are Barack Obama, Princess Diana. um, Gary Vee is a famous entrepreneurial projector, which is actually really funny because he's all, he talks about hustle culture. Mm -hmm. However, if you think about what he actually does in his business, he just shows up and gets visible and his team does all the work. Mm. So that's like the entrepreneurial vibe of a projector. Okay. As generators go, Oprah Winfrey is a generator. Catherine Zankina, the manifestation babe, is a generator. Um, if people like think about it, step-by-step processes. Okay. Um, master of their craft. Gotcha. Like Oprah, right? Being in TV, like she's going to do it her own way and she's going to master that. Like you don't mm-hmm. think about TV without thinking about Oprah. Yeah like really been on TV for a long time, but still. Yeah, um, no, that makes sense. Cool. That and makes then, sense with Catherine Zinkina too, being yes. the manifestation babe. If y'all don't yeah. know who the manifestation babe is, just go listen to some of her podcasts and it will make sense to you. Total sense. Yeah. Um, if you're, if you're into the entrepreneurial world to another generator is James Wedmore, who I really respect and admire. And he has the mm-hmm. mind your business podcast, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, but again, step-by-step, step, right? Like they're going to master systems, they're mastering processes and they're doing it in a step-by-step way manifestors we have Maya Angelou she envisioned the world that she wanted to be and she enlisted people to help her create that vision gotcha same with um Martha Stewart is a manifester so is Marie Forleo um a negative example of a manifester is Hitler (laughs) like oh okay dreaming of a world he wants to be enlisting people to make it happen, right? Thinking about that. So how is your energy reflected in these people, in this situation, in these types? Like, just think about that. Play with that. It's really a self-reflective exercise. I'm not going to give you like, here's, do this next. It's like, how do you ask yourself those great questions to live into Mm -hmm. your energy more? And I know I keep saying energy, but personality feels better to you. Say that. Okay. Um, Manifesting generators. Shalene Johnson is a perfect example. I love her. Oh my God. I love her so much. 
I saw her speak once and I was like, there is no way she's not a manifesting generator. Think about all of the things she does. She does like Pio. And then she also does like, she owns something with her husband and then she used to do car things. And like, there's just so many things that she's into. It's like, that's a perfect example. Like she doesn't make anything like extra perfect. She's super multi-passionate. She's really high energy. She like does stuff she loves and she doesn't really care like how it comes to be and things Mm -hmm. come to her. She's not the one initiating or pushing. People come to her being like, make this work. She's like, okay, I guess I'll do that. Um, same with Gwyneth Paltrow, perfect example, like goop and an actress and this and that, right? Like it's things she's multi-passionate and she does the things that she loves to do. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you love Celine. That's so fun. And then (laughs) I'm obsessed with her every week. Her podcast comes up. She'll talk about like relationship with her kids. I don't have kids. Do I listen? Yes. Every single week. Love it. Um, and then Angie Lee is a reflector. Um, and, and like the entrepreneurial space, Sandra Bullock is one as like a famous person. And there's also a saint that is a reflector. So it's, they're very playful energies and they can really take on different roles depending gotcha. on who they're with. So, okay. Yeah. That is fascinating. That really helped kind of connect the dots in my head for all these different types. You saying yeah. those examples. That was Good. awesome. Good. Okay, okay. So what, 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 what's, what's next? What's next? Okay. So we went over type. Yes. which are one of those five words. We went over the strategies. So for a generator and a manifesting generator, your strategy is to wait to respond, which looks like lighting yourself up, seeing what comes to you and responding to your external environment. Projectors, wait for the invitation, meaning before you guide others, so it doesn't mean you have to wait for everything, before you guide others, you're going to wait for them to ask you your opinions or advice before you tell them how to do something. This is why for projectors, when, you're, when you do how-to content, it doesn't hit. People don't want to know from you. They haven't invited you. Okay. Mm. Side note. Um, Business strategies, all the fun stuff. Um, For manifestors, your strategy is to inform, meaning when you're going to do something, you need to tell other people clearly and effectively what it is you need from them in order to help you. Because if you don't tell them, they don't know, they can't read your mind. And if they do know, they can they can really help you. They want to help you. You, Your energy is basically prying for like people to come in and help you. Okay. Yeah. And then reflectors, your strategy is to wait and talk things out over a month long period. Okay. Okay. Those are the types and the strategies. And then we're going to do authority. So human design wisdom says, first time you see your chart, these are the things you're going to start playing with. What does it mean to be that type? How can I start leveraging my authority and what or my strategy? And then what is my authority? So let's get into authorities and what does that word actually mean? So Human design has lingo that is horrible. (laughs) It doesn't make any sense. So let's translate it to English. Your authority is your decision-making strategy. Oh, okay. Uh Okay. Okay. I'm looking at mine as you say this, and I'm like, oh. Are you sacral or emotional? Emotional. All right. We'll talk about it. Okay. So there are nine different. (laughs) Okay. There are nine different types of um, decision-making strategies. And all of them are body-based. None of them are in your mind. Mm. So what we tend to do is because we've been taught this is to make decisions logically based on what our brains think, right? Like it's like, I think this, I should do this. Well, what if that, right? Like that's all brain-based and that's where we get Mm. into overthinking because we're like, I have to make it work and all of the scenarios have to be fulfilled and I have to be certain and I have to be inspired and all of that good stuff. Mm -hmm. What human design says is it's all body-based. And so do you ever have like a decision and you made it because you logicked it out and then you did the thing and you're like, I knew I shouldn't have done that. 
Um, yeah, I feel like that's like all the time. Yeah, that's because we haven't been following our bodies, our unconscious, our subconscious, because our subconscious is in our body. It's not our brain. And it's telling us the right answer for us. It's telling us what's mm. correct. What's the next right step? So you don't have to have a 20-year plan filled out, but you can ask yourself, ask your body, what's the next right step? So for the most common type is emotional authority, which is what you have. So let's yeah. play with it. So if yours says emotional authority, this means you have to ride the emotional way. You don't have to, you get to ride the emotional wave in order to come to a decision about something. So that means you're going to have a high, high of like, Oh my God, I have to do this right now. I get like, I have FOMO. If I don't say yes, like I need to jump in. Like this is a lot of probably purchasing decisions for emotional authority people. It's like, yes, I got to get it now. And then you go through the emotional low of like, you're laughing because it's, I feel so seen yeah. <laughs> or attacked one or the other. Yeah. Um, the emotional low of like, everyone's going to die. If I do this, how did I just buy this thing? Like, I'm never going to have money again. Who am I to think I could do this? Yeah. yeah, that is me that I feel that's what happens, especially when I make a big purchase, uh -huh. I hype it up and I'm like, this is going to be great. And then I get it. And then I'm like, this is the worst mistake of my life. Why did I do this? I could have used that money on this, this, and this. What am I thinking? Why didn't I just save it? Y'all, this is so true for me. Yeah. And it's, it's true for about 50% of the population. So if you're listening to this and you have emotional authority, this is you also. Um, yeah. So then you go through the low, low, and then you get to like calm clarity. And that just means like you have an emotional detachment. You're like, yeah, I guess I could do that. Or like, no, you know, that's not really in it for me. But what I see happening because our culture is so conditioned this way. I feel like I've said that sentence like 800 times in this interview. So it's like turned into a drinking game or something. I don't know. But like you're, we're all conditioned to be like, buy it now. Like, and then FOMO if we don't purchase it right away. Right. And mm -hmm. so what we would actually suggest for emotional authority people is ride that wave of high, 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 low, low. And the low can come first. It's a common question I get asked, ride the wave. And then hit the calm water and make the decision from calm clarity, not from the high or the low, because there is no truth in the now for an emotional mm. authority person. And this isn't thinking through it. It's feeling through it. There is a difference. Okay. I want to jump in. So I, something I learned about myself um, a few years ago was whenever I am in a fight with someone or like a disagreement, I quickly realized that I have to take time to myself and process it mm -hmm. and I need to be alone to go through everything and then we can come back and talk about it and I'm either going to be mad still or I'm going to be over it. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's exactly what you just said. <laughs> that's your emotions. But You're riding the wave. Yes. Okay. That's, I have to do that. And I tell everybody when they're like, I always explode. I'm like, dude, I have to take a minute. I like, if I'm mad, let me be mad and let me go off on my own and be mad. And I'm either going to get over it or I'm still going to be mad about it, but I have to have time. That is beautiful self-awareness. I, 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 I have to, I can't, I cannot, if we are in a fight and like, say we were fighting right now, like I literally would be like, nope, I'm not doing this. And I would walk away just cause it's not, it's too much for me. So let me go on like a slight tangent of energetic mechanics because you have emotional authority, which means that in your chart, there is a brown um, triangle pointing inwards towards a red square, right? And yes. I, you don't have to, I mean, I know it's true that your emotional authority manifest generator. So, <laughs> but I have that same triangle 
white or undefined in mind. So you have it defined, which means you create your own emotions consistently and you're riding that wave. Hmm, okay. Mine is white or undefined, meaning I don't create that energy, but I take it in from who I'm around and I amplify it. So if you and I were in an argument and you're angry, I'm more angry. I'm oh. amplifying that situation. And that energy isn't even mine. It's not, I'm not even upset. It's like the energetic exchange of what's going on is like, you're pissed. I'm like even more mad. Okay. Sad, I'm even more sad. And when we talk about people who are like really empathetic, it's people that have that triangle undefined and they're like, oh my God, I feel their pain. It's like, yes, energetically, legitimately, you are feeling the energy of their emotions mm. in your body. Okay. Okay. That's see, that's where to me, knowing your human design can help you mm -hmm. grow as a person. Because like, if you are like you, I'm sure now you realize what's going on with yourself mm -hmm. and you kind of take steps to not blow up or get super mad or sad or whatever. That's fascinating. Okay. Keep going. Super interesting. Right. So yeah. Yeah. So those are great things that we, I work with people to look at like, okay, where are your defined centers? Where are you creating energy and putting it out into the world? And then where are you open or undefined? where you have white centers, where you're taking in energy, where you may have been conditioned, where you're amplifying other people's stuff that's not actually yours. And so that can be super helpful too when you're looking at shadows, like what are patterns that you're repeating in your life <laughs> because mm. you have undefined centers and you're trying to prove something or you're trying to feel safe and secure or you're trying to have like regulated emotions, right? A whole different that's so deep. And I have like a whole course on that. So I can't talk about it gotcha. in an hour, but like, those are the kinds of things we can discover within our human design. It's basically like a cheat sheet for healing, a cheat sheet for personal growth, a cheat sheet for business. It's like all of that was within your chart. Okay. As far as decision-making strategy goes, this is what I feel is like the most empowering piece of your chart. Because once you know how you are best designed to make decisions that are correct for you, you can make one aligned choice at a time right? You get to make one decision at a time. That's like a yes for you. So what that looks like for you as an emotional authority person, instead of having the high, high, the low, low, and you made the decision in the high, and then you regret it. What could it look like to let the wave ride? And in the calm clarity, be like, yeah, you know, I think that that feels right. And you're mm. never going to be back to that hundred percent. You're probably going to be at an 80%, which is really difficult for emotional authority people because they're like, well, I want to get back to that hundred. Like everyone says, if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no, but that's not true for you as an emotional authority being. Wow. Okay. Okay. So you said 50% of the population is emotional. Mm -hmm. What are the other 50%? There, so there are um, eight other types that make up the other 50%. Um, I'll go over the next top two. Um, okay depending on who's listening, I have a ton of free content. If you guys want to come and see like what yours is, if I don't cover it. Yeah. Um, but there is the next most common type is sacral authority. And that is for people who have that red square in the bottom of their human design chart that is defined, but the brown triangle is not, that would be white for them. And okay. so sacral authority, it's going to just say authority and then sacral. That's your, your cheat sheet, right? Um, yeah. If it says sacral there, you are, a, if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no kind of person. It's like a full body yes. And it is your gut. It is your instinct. It is your body feeling. So it's not your brain, hell yes or hell no. It's your whole body. So what you can do to really hack this as a sacral authority person or your decision-making strategy is to say like, 
ask yourself yes or no questions. So instead of giving yourself, should I do this, this, or this? Well, you give yourself three options, where do you go? Your brain, you decide and you logic them out and you say what's a pro, what's a con, all of that good stuff. But if you ask yourself, do I want to do this? Yes or no? Like you're going to feel it in your body. It might be an expansive feeling for a yes and a constrictive feeling for a no. It might be butterflies in your chest. Like just really gauge what does that yes feel like for you and ask yourself a super simple question. Like, do I like mac and cheese? Like most people, that's a yes. Like, so you can feel what that feels like and then ask yourself, you know, is a no. What does that feel like? And then move forward from there. So that is sacral authority, which is, oh so helpful because it's in the now you get that information right now and you get to make that decision i know a lot of sacral authority people who say that they're bad decision makers and then they find out that they're sacral authority and all they need to do is ask themselves yes or no questions and then they become the best decision makers because it's like i knew i should have trusted my gut like yeah yeah huh. wow. Fascinating. um yeah and then the next one is splenic or splenic authority um i'm not going to explain the dynamics of the chart but one of the, the triangles is brown for you. It's, um, and it's your awareness or your inner knowing. And so this is like quiet in the moment, like whisper of like, yes or no. And you know, like you just have this knowing that it's correct for you. Mm-hmm. I love to use the example of Taylor Swift because she is a splenic projector, meaning she has this inner knowing. So the song, I knew you were trouble when you walked in, that is the perfect example of what your spleen says or how it's talking to you. Your splenic um, authority is saying like, I know this is correct for you or this is not right for you or get out. Like this is also safety and intuition. So you have a really clear sense of what is correct for you and healthy for you and what isn't. So really listen to that quiet inner knowing. This is the least followed authority because people dismiss it because it talks Mm. once and then it goes away. So you're like, oh, well that was this like feeling or this thing. Like, I don't know what that was. Yeah. It's your body talking to you. So. Huh. Okay. So those are the top three. Top three. Awesome. You guys really need to pull your chart. If you're listening or you have not already, just pull it because then it just all clicks in your head. So we've gone through the types, the authorities. Did you say there was one more that like three main things you need to look at? Is that what you said? The strategies. Yeah. I went over those a little bit. Um, when you're feeling on track or off track. So your types, your strategies, which is to wait to respond, wait for the invitation, um, wait oh. to meet these, or to inform. Those are yes. the strategies. Yep. Okay. Authorities, which are the, your decision-making strategies. Um, and those are really the, that's the place to start. Like if you want to start experimenting with this, if you're like, Lauren, this is crazy. Or like, this is a really woo podcast episode or like, give me like something different. Okay. I hear you. <laughs> but play with it for like a week. And if your life doesn't like completely transform, then totally drop it. But yeah, you're going to be amazed. So no, I I get it. Especially if you're, because I'm going to be honest, when you came to me and you were like, I want to talk about human design. I was like, um, I don't know what that is. It sounds kind of crazy and I'm not sure how I can benefit from it. But now that we're like hashing through it and I'm looking at my chart and you're saying these things, things are starting to click. So for, for somebody listening, who's still not completely sold on it, how do you think this can help us in our 20s? Like if you had human design, you know, at the age of 20, yeah. which I'm not sure how old you are, but I feel like 20 would be 30. Okay. You don't look 30, <laughs> by the way. Your skin looks so good. But I, I feel like a lot of 20 year olds, you know, aren't really into human design. There are probably some, but how, how can this best help us? What can we gain from 
knowing our chart. Oh my gosh, I'm about to have a soapbox moment. Are you ready? I'm ready. Go for it. Okay. If I had this in my 20s, oh my God, it saved me so much time. Um, I feel like in your 20s, there's a lot of like, what am I supposed to do with my life? Conversations that you're having with yourself and with other people. And I used to give my power away. I gave my power away at that time, doing what I thought was correct based on what everyone else around me was doing and what was expected of me. Mm. She turned out fine, right? Like I still ended up on the path that I wanted to, to eventually be on. It just took me a little bit longer. And so what I would say if I had human design at the age of 20, like for example, for me specifically, I have um, my decision-making strategy is I'm a self-projected projector, meaning I have to talk things out in order to come to the correct decision for myself. Mm-hmm. And so I have like all of these memories, like when I was a kid, like even in high school, going to the high school guidance counselor, which like no one took advantage of the guidance counselor. Like I was usually the only one in there, like being like, what should I do with my life? And I would just sit there and I would talk about it to this woman. And I remember the guidance counselor told my mom, cause my mom was like, is it weird that she's in here all the time? <laughs> she's like, Lauren tends to, she needs to talk it out, but she's going to make the right decision for herself. And so Mm -hmm. even without knowing my chart, and this is what's so funny about human design, even without having seen your chart, you're going to find things out about yourself that you know to be true about yourself, but you didn't know like that it was you. You -hmm. just thought it was this weird thing that you did. But really, it's like what makes you special, what makes you unique, what gives you a strength, like what is your superpower, essentially. I hate that language, but whatever. Yeah. So it will basically give you like a roadmap. Okay, so if you know how you make decisions and you want to take your power for yourself and not look at external sources to see what you should be doing, okay, leverage your type. What are you great at? Use your strategy, what's coming to you, and use your decision-making strategy to make the decision for what you actually want to do next and not what you think you should. That's mm. how I would use it. Wow, that's crazy. I'm I'm thinking now of how I'm going to use this after we get off of here. And I think, okay. please correct me if I don't say this right, but from what I've learned from this talk is that human design can really help you figure out your motivations, mm-hmm. is that right, for why you do certain things. And I feel like, like now, you know, I know people who say, I have no idea what to do. I don't know what my passion is. And learning about yourself and doing the work inside can help you figure out what you're supposed to do on the outside. So for, I'm just going to use myself as an example. I think this is in line with my chart. I'm not sure. Yeah. I really, um, when I, at first when I started college, I was like, I just want to have a good job. That's mm-hmm. all I want. Now I am here right before graduation and I realize that I want to be happy and I'm like I want to be in a job that's fulfilling I don't want to be you know just making money what am I going to do like mm-hmm. I have to figure it out what am I going to do I have to do something I can't rely on other people to give it to me I have to go out and like make something which in hindsight is probably why I started the podcast just because I love making and creating and doing all of this podcast work more than doing work for others mm-hmm. and I think you know, learning, learning your chart, it just is going to, I don't think it's going to hurt you in any way. You're just going to learn more about yourself. And even if you don't necessarily, you know, look back at it all the time, or you don't dive super deep into it, I think you can get something out of knowing what your chart is. You know, like, even if you look up your type, you can be like, oh my gosh, this is why I do this. Okay. Well, like you said earlier, figuring out how your personality is and your energy and figuring out where you can best put that. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And then for you, like specifically, right? Like as an MG, I'm just using you as an example, because I'm, I'm assuming you're going to attract a lot of people that are also manifesting generators. So like for you as a manifesting generator, like deciding like what it is you want to do next. Okay. Well, traditional wisdom would say like, go out and get a job, right? Like go out and apply and like do all the things. Okay. If you're like, I know that's not really what I want, but what could it look like to, so one of your main jobs as an MG is to light yourself up. What could it look like to light yourself up every single day? What makes you so excited and so happy and so satisfied? And then like watch what crazy stuff comes to you to be like, I could never have applied for a job that would give me that. Or I could have never created a business that does that thing. But because someone came to me and asked me about it, like now I'm so jazzed to do it. Right. It's like, just watch Mm. what happens. That's fascinating. Yeah. It makes me excited. Y'all go look at your charts and get excited about just who you are. Yeah, exactly. And I I also feel like there, I, I have a little bit of a bone to pick with personal development, right? Because what it tends to do is put you in a lack mindset of like, here's all the things you don't have and here's how you need to get better. Mm. But what human design does is say like, oh my gosh, these are all the amazing things you do have. Like stop trying to be like everyone else and start living into who you are because this is why you're here. Like you're Mm. here to live out these things. That's why you have them. And if we didn't need them, we would have given them to to you. So like, can you please just start doing things that you actually like with your life because it benefits all of humanity? Okay, thanks. (laughs) Yeah, okay, cool. Cool. I like that you just worded it that way. Well, Lauren, this has been such a fun like breakdown of human design. I hope I I hope I know whoever listening, you guys learned something today. You you're something you're gonna pull out from this because we just went all in. You laid it out so clearly and plainly. Even I understood. So thank you okay. so much for that. <laughs> you're so welcome. Um, where can people find you? Where can they connect with you? Yes. So I am most active on the gram, um, at underscore Lauren E Armstrong underscore. Apparently there are a lot of Lauren Armstrongs in the world. Um, it will say human design for business in my handle though. So you can find me pretty easily. I would love to connect with you. If you just found out what human design was for the first time, tell me what you learned. Tell me if you have any questions, like tell me your type. I'm so into it. You're not bothering me. I have so many people that are like, I don't mean to bother you. I'm like, no, this is the joy of my life. Like I love sharing human design with people. So let me know what you learned. Let me know what you found. Let me know if you have any questions and I can't wait for you to start living your experiment. That is so awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it so much. This is, this has been so fun. Yeah. Um, Thanks for listening, y'all, and I will talk to you next week. Keep it 20 fun. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you like what you heard, make sure to leave a review in Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at 20FunPod to get previews and sneak peeks of upcoming episodes. This episode is edited by Joshua Brooks, and the music was created by Tanner Boswell. See y'all next week. Keep it 20 fun.